What is up, bros, and welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we're a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Uh, welcome to the All Bros. Um, so for 4K Spotlight and Through the Wall, we got nothing to talk about. Um, I don't know if Caleb wants to lead on as to why or if he just wants me to continue going with it. Oh, yeah, I I guess we can talk about it. Um, Yeah, so we're recording this one ahead of schedule because I will be making a trip to Utah and as much fun as recording in my parents' house sounds, I didn't want to do that. (laughs) Fair. Especially with your especially with your dad. Oh, I I just I I don't know. I haven't talked to your dad in years, but I just kind of have a feeling that he would just be like, not like shitting on the Albros, but just being like, oh, this is this is dumb what you're doing. Like, I don't know why you still do this. And, or has he changed his ways? Does he still feel that way? Well, I don't know. We've, oh. We we don't ever talk about the, the, <laughs> the podcast. All right, dude, I, I have such like. Like, I, I have such a weird relationship in with talking about the the podcast like i'll talk about it with you i'll talk about it i sure as hell hope so i know that's like a duh but like you'll see how this freaking relates okay i talk about it with you i talk about it with dj i'll talk i'll shoot the shit with like ben uh mikey t like i'll shoot the shit with them about the podcast like all day long yeah. No issues about that whatsoever. The second anybody who doesn't have a podcast comes up and is like, oh, I listened to your podcast. I'm like, I I want to run into traffic. <laughs> That's you know what? That's fair. Because like, honestly, because I don't talk to any other people that do podcasts. No, none of my friends do shit like that. So like, I'll actually I have like, you know, friends that sometimes listen to us. And be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, really, really great episode. I'm listening to it right now. And I am like, oh. Could Thanks you for not? listening. <laughs> like I feel bad. Like every single time that uh, Sam's just like, "Oh yeah, you know, I caught uh, last week's episode. Love, love, uh, I love listening to you guys. Like I'm so appreciative, but I don't know what else to say besides, you know, we appreciate you listening. Thank you. I, I don't oh, know. I don't with like Sam. Oh yeah, yeah, it's with Sam. So Sam, like to, I feel like I could, I could shoot the shit with about it a little bit. That's fair. No, no, like Sam is very easy to talk about the Albers with. Like he, he really is. But like sometimes I'm just like I don't know what else to like say besides uh, you know, hey, you know, like thanks for listening. We really appreciate. It. But at the same time, I, I, I don't know about you, but I hate being in the spotlight. So I do too. Which is weird so, that we're doing this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so when um yeah when he's like you know i'm at work and he's like oh yeah you know i love listening to the all bros such a great podcast i'm just like i really hope that like none of my coworkers hear this right now because i don't want to have to explain what the all bros <laughs> is to ever, to literally anybody else because there's only a certain amount of coworkers that know about this and it's like actual people that like have actually listened um you know, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Freaking uh, one of my buddies, Ryan slash um, coworkers. Um, he totally disagrees with your ranking. Or I guess our ranking for the Phantom Menace. I think he he straight up wanted to give it a um, don't bother. 
Well, then he can start his own podcast and give it a, a don't bother. <laughs> it is not a don't bother. Is he like a, an avid Star Wars fan? No, he's not. Um, but he he was. Uh, we were talking about it today, and he just said that um, once he can't watch it because of Jar Jar Binks. Like freaking uh, young Jar Jar is such a small part of it, though. It just ruins it for him. Like you know, he loves young Anakin, Darth Maul, Obi Wan, Qui Gon, pod racing, all of that stuff. But for some reason, I, I got to talk to him more about this because I really want to like if you just skip over all the Jar Jar Binks parts, like just just exit those out. It's at least a stream it like, come yeah. on, right, dude, I don't like the Jar Jar moments either, but I like I'll freaking skip them if I'm like that bothered by it. Yeah, the, right? the movie like minus Jar Jar, the movie's freaking awesome. It no, it really is. Yeah, I know. Episode one is really, really good. Um, <laughs> better than the Last Jedi. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was it was honestly really fu- funny. I get a text from him because uh, he listened to that with the, with the ranking, and he sends me the gif of Darth Vader going no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's freaking great. Um, but yeah, yeah. So like. There's him and just a couple other coworkers that all actually like like they will straight up ask like oh like Ryan will be like oh hey what's the movie this week and like sometimes I even feel awkward talking about that because I'm just like uh like do you actually are you actually like going to listen because I don't know if I want you to <laughs> dude uh, nothing will make me like rethink or replay in my mind like our freaking episodes faster than when Brielle sends, like we'll get a message from someone at church and be like, Oh, that so-and-so listened to your podcast. I'm like, which one? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> like nothing Please, makes me freak for the out more. Love of God. Tell me it wasn't an explicit one that they accidentally clicked on. Dude. I was so worried about that one. Cause, uh, she, she was telling me that someone from, like a friend of hers, like one of her counselors was said that she listened to a show and I was like, Oh shit. And it was like, right <laughs> after we'd like talked about like, like sexual stuff. And I'm like, Oh, shit. like which one, which one? And then she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, ask her. <laughs> I need the she, deets. Yeah. And, and she's like, Oh, she listened to like uh, an older one. And I'm like, which one? <laughs> like we've been potty mouth since day one on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, and like, there's someone in my ward who I I don't think has listened to an episode, but she keep, she's asked me a couple times about the show. Oh god! And she's just like, "What exactly is a podcast?" And I'm like, "I I can't." I can't get into this conversation with you. And I know she hasn't listened to the show because like I, I went because like she keeps talking about it. Like, Oh, like I'm going to listen one of these days. And I'm like, (laughs) don't, Um, please don't. (laughs) But she, uh, I know she hasn't because when I, she was helping someone move and like recruited me. And so I was helping uh, that move and everything and she was like super careful about avoiding using any like cuss words and I'm like she's like like she would let one slip but she'd be like 
she'd say like, oh, like, damn. And I'm like, and she's like, oh, sorry. I like, I don't mean to like, to cuss like this. I usually like, I'm such a potty mouth and I'm just like, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, damn is probably the, the, like the nicest word I'll say in a day. Same. Yeah. But yeah like but yeah like so anyone outside of the podcasting community it's like exception like very exceptional few it is like i can talk about the all right i can't talk about the show with them or just like the ins and outs because it feels so awkward it it does it really does yeah but then like anyone in within the community dude like i was actually talking to someone about the podcast and then like it was super awkward like it felt really weird and like like i was like having like an awkward moment and then he brought up that he had one and i was like oh and like all of those feelings just gone like vanished i'm like so you get it yeah I feel the person that I'm a little indifferent with is uh, my buddy Michael, um, because like he wants to start a podcast. He has all of the equipment ready for it. He just hasn't been able to. So I feel like out of everybody, he's like the easiest to talk to when it comes to the all pros. Cause I feel f- he gets it. He, he, for the most part, for the, not for the most part, I, I feel he does get it. Um, so if I had to like pick one out of like everybody that I talked to about the all bros, no offense, no offense, Sam, love you to death. Um, I, I feel Michael is the one that's like it's probably the easiest to talk to him about the Albers. That's fair. Someone who's on that journey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, talk him into it. Tell him he'll. Tell him we'll, we'll invite him. <laughs> deal. Okay. Deal. Um. He, what was I gonna say? He actually. I'm trying to get him on. Um, for the uh, Five Nights at Freddy's episode because he's a huge huge uh, FNAF fan dude fingers crossed yeah let's freaking make that happen are you listening Michael and Becky possibly (laughs) both of them (laughs) (laughs) how the hell did we get off topic this much I don't know we haven't even like had like the intro to our episode that's true (laughs) that's true anyway uh, so yeah so that's why we don't have any through the wall or 4k spotlight so we'll be jumping right in to our headliner of the evening which will be our breakdown of Avengers Age of Ultron so Caleb what do you say we get started say let's do it So getting into um, our breakdown of Avengers Age of Ultron, Caleb, would you like to let everybody know how we break down movies on this podcast? I would love to. If you're new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, Character development, effects, music, 
costumes, and then we give our own personal score at the very end. All these numbers get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and give us a final All Bros letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar grade. This one's going to be a little bit on the different side um, because I don't know, like if if you've heard any of our like previous rankings, Avengers Age of Ultron is one that is in our ranking list, mm-hmm. but we've never done an episode about it. This was actually one where we were doing like an experimental thing Um where we were going to try releasing posts like it basically it was like the recommendation before we like figured out that we could do videos about it um because we were releasing like the the movie and then the individual scores and then saying like oh this is what it's well we gave it or or whatever so we 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 ranked or we uh we scored it and everything like all of that was was good and wonderful, um, but yeah, we've never done like an official episode on it. So the way that this is going to be different is we already have our scores. Like we know what this is, um, what the letter grade is. Um, so yeah, we have we have the scores, and so we're just going to like talk about them. Um, yeah. Because we still got a lot to say. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. So, with that, we can get right into this. This episode. So. Hell, yeah. If you have not seen Avengers Age of Ultron, um, you've had plenty of time to do so. But. have had eight years, exactly. Yeah. So, we are. Yeah. If we spoil it for you sucks to be you um but yeah rose is about to spoil the entire thing for you in our favorite segment that we like to call reading with rose one of these days i wish like i i wish that they would give um like an animation feature so i could like have sparkles and <laughs> uh that would be cool i'm not gonna lie fingers crossed one day all right. In the Eastern European country of Sokovia, the Avengers, Tony Stark, Thor. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to call them by their superhero names. Let's let, 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 let's rewind this, okay? In the Eastern European, European country of Sokovia, the Avengers, Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk, Captain America, Black Widow, and Hawkeye raid a Hydra facility commanded by Baron Wolfgang von Strucker, who has experimented on humans using the scepter previously wielded by Loki. They meet two of Strucker's test subjects, twins Pietro, who has superhuman superhuman speed, and Wanda Maximoff, who has telepathic and telekinetic abilities, and apprehends Strucker while Stark retrieves Loki's scepter. Stark and Banner discover an artificial intelligence within the Scepter's gem and secretly decide to use it to complete Stark's Ultron global defense program. The unexpectedly sentient Ultron, believing he must eradicate humanity to save Earth, eliminates Stark's AI Jarvis and attacks the Avengers at their headquarters. Escaping with the Scepter, Ultron uses the resources in Strucker's Sokovia base to upgrade his rudimentary body and build an army of robot drones. 
Having killed Strucker, he recruits the Maximoffs who hold Stark responsible for their parents' deaths by his company's weapons and goes to the base of base of arms dealer Ulysses S. Cl- sorry, just Ulysses Claw in Johannesburg to get Vibranium. The Avengers attack Ultron and the Maximoffs, but Wanda subdues them with haunting visions, causing Banner to turn into the Hulk and rampage until Stark stops him with his anti-Hulk armor. Okay, we're going to get... I'm, I'm going to point Bullshit. this out. Bullshit. <laughs> okay, I'm going to... um Cause this like definitely is like adds to the writing score. The fact that when Wanda is doing this and they let Hawkeye basically just freaking turn around and slap an arrow right onto her forehead and just be like, I've done the whole mind control thing. Not a fan. I literally just wanted to stand up, be like, damn right. You have, and you're not doing it again. (laughs) (laughs) You actually have to be freaking Hawkeye in this movie. (laughs) Oh, that made me so happy, dude. I was so scared when we first saw this movie. I was like, God damn it. He's going to get mind controlled again. But no, they, they they freaking pulled that. And I was so happy. God, that made. Oh, my God. I loved that part so much. Yeah, that's some good shit right there. Right. Oh, I loved it. All right. Um, a worldwide backlash backlash over the resulting destruction and the fears Wanda's hallucinations incited send the team into hiding at Barton's farmhouse. Thor departs to I, I guess I since I said the superhero names, I should say that's Hawkeye for anyone doesn't who doesn't know that Clint Barton is Hawkeye. Um Thor departs to consult with Dr. Eric Selvig on the apocalyptic future he saw in his hallucination, while Nick Fury arrives and encourages the team to form a plan to stop Ultron. In Soul Seal I hope I said that right. Is it Seal? Yeah, it's Soul. So, okay. Ultron uses Loki's scepter to enslave the team's friend, Helen Cho. They use her synthetic tissue technology, vibranium, and the scepter's gem to craft a new body. As Ultron uploads himself into the body, Wanda is able to read his mind, discovering his plan for human extinction, the the Maximoff's turn against Ultron. Rogers, Romanoff, and Barton. You know what? I actually really regret actually reading off their names as superheroes because this guy just literally goes by their names. Throughout the rest, damn it. Okay, my bad. Sorry, guys. One of these days, you're just gonna have to write your own. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, what? So, for people that don't know, this is gonna. You know, I just want to make sure that people know. Iron Man is Tony Stark. Captain America, is Steve Rogers. Thor is Thor. Bruce Banner is the Hulk. Clint Barton is Hawkeye. And Natasha Romanoff is Black Widow. So, when I say those names, there you go. That's who they are. Um. Learn. We just turned this into learning with Rose too. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Rogers, Romanoff, and Barton fight Ultron and retrieve the synthetic body, but Ultron captures Romanoff. The Avengers fight among themselves when Stark and Banner secretly upload Jarvis, who is still working after hiding from Ultron inside the internet, into the synthetic body. Thor returns to help activate the body based on his vision that the gem on its brow is the Mind Stone, one of the six Infinity Stones, the most powerful objects in existence. This vision earns their trust by be- by being worthy of lifting Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. Vision and the Maximoffs go with the Avengers to Sokovia, where Ultron has used the remaining vibranium to build a machine to lift a large part 
of the capital city skyward, intending to crash into the ground to cause global extinction. Banner rescues Romanoff, who awakens the Hulk for the battle. The Avengers fight Ultron's army while Fury arrives in a helicarrier with Maria Hill, James Rhodes, and Shield agents. God damn it! And Shield agents to evacuate civilians. Pietro dies when he shields Barton from gunfire, and a vengeful Wanda abandons her post to destroy Ultron's primary body, which allows one of his drones to activate the machine. The city plummets, but Stark and Thor overload the machine and shatter Ultron's primary body, which allows one of his drones... Wait, goddammit. Wow. Sorry. Okay, so... Wow. Okay, let's start over, okay? All right, here we go. Pietro dies when he shields Barton from gunfire, and a vengeful Wanda abandons her post to destroy Ultron's primary body, which allows one of his drones to activate the machine. The city plummets, but Stark and Thor overload the machine and shatter the landmass. In the aftermath... The Hulk, unwilling to endanger Romanoff by being with her, departs in a Quinjet while Vision confronts and destroys Ultron's last remaining body. Later, with the Avengers having established a new base run by Fury, Hill, Cho, and Selvig, uh, Thor returns to Asgard to learn more learn more about the forces he suspects have manipulated recent events. As Stark leaves and Barton retires, Rogers and Romanoff prepare to train new Avengers, Rhodes, Vision, Sam Wilson, and Wanda. In the mid-credits scene, Thanos dons a gauntlet and vows to retrieve the Infinity Stones himself. I struggled hardcore with that one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, we got that, through it. That's it. Just makes me sad because, at, like, this is the Avengers movie out of the four I've seen the most times. Like, I can't even count how many times I've seen Age of Ultron. So that just—I don't know. That 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 makes me sad. I feel I feel um I feel defeated. So I just want to point that out. <laughs> oh. Well, getting into this, like, starting off first, like we usually do um yeah we're gonna start off with uh with story which like i said we've already put in our scores for this so we have actually ended up get we ended up giving a, the story for age of ultron in 80 which i think is pretty on track um w- with this last I, rewatch no i i can agree I d- um yeah, I watched this about a week ago um, again, and I feel the biggest problem this movie has is they threw so much at Joss Sweden that he needed to set up for future uh, movies that you. I feel that he definitely just wanted to tell another Avengers movie where it's just these six Avengers, you know, working together, saving saving the day. That's well, and of course, he, I know he wanted um, the Maximoffs in there as well and work that in. But you know, just having um, you know to do, uh, talk about you know the uh, the Mind Stone, um, bringing up the uh, all of the Infinity Stones. There, there, I I feel that there's definitely clearly some plot points that like Kevin Feige was probably just like, okay, we need these. This needs to be explained in the movie um, so that the next um because this wait ant-man capped off phase two right yes okay so i'm and i feel ant-man didn't really have a huge um didn't really set that much up for phase three but i feel age of ultron had to um so i 
I I feel that this this sequel it, it's it has so much to do that unfortunately it kind of bites off a little more than it can chew, um, which is unfortunate um, because like the I love the first Avengers so much, um, so like don't get me wrong I really enjoy the sequel like freaking like to death because of hawkeye actually gets a freaking backstory in this movie and just i was so happy with everything that they did with hawkeye in this movie but um it just felt i don't know what this movie it felt like there was too much to accomplish and unfortunately um some things um had to suffer because of that it absolutely did um honestly i don't think that Ultron should have been a one-off like he ended up being. Absolutely agree. This like, was freaking... supposed to be called, like the biggest issue I had with the story is with, like with the title where it's the age of Ultron, the yeah. age of Ultron ended up lasting like a solid weekend, maybe <laughs> dude straight up. And we should have just n- called that uh, Avengers weekend at Ultron's. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we Ultrons. Dude, that's exactly what it should have been called. Uh, Ultron, I think, should have been I don't even know how they sh- how they would have handled Age of Ultron. This this is probably one where I would have been okay if they split Age of Ultron into two parts. Yes, absolutely. So that I do have a question for you. Um, so yeah, if we're wanting, you know, Ultron to have a way bigger presence, you know, just not just be a one-off villain, would you have would you have saved Thanos for for later, or would you have still continued with how they set him up in Phase Three, leading into Infinity War and Endgame? Okay, like I. I... Please note what I'm about to say has not been fully like fleshed out. This is just like off the top of my head. All right. So the way that I would have handled this is at least in terms of like how the movies go or how I would have altered the movies a little bit. I would have turned Iron Man. I would have turned Iron Man three into the introduction of Ultron as as a as the suit of our suit of armor around the world situation okay all right I like that so that's so that's how I would have introduced because at the end of Iron Man 3 because like I I don't even remember what we get at the end of like Iron Man 3 in terms of like the uh uh in credit but this is what i would have done i would have had iron man 3 like most of phase one i would have had play out exactly the same so iron man 2 avengers like exactly the same uh was dr strange after hold on i need to, I need to look up our <laughs> list real quick okay so iron man up until yeah, Iron Man 2 Avengers, same. Thor. Oh, man, I don't have this in order. <laughs> All right, hold on. Uh, 
Yeah, so sorry, really. So the uh, post credit scene. So it looks like there was not a. Uh, I don't know. It looks like there was just one edit end credit scene for Iron Man, and literally it was just that where he's freaking talking to Banner, and it's like a therapy session. That's right. Okay. So now I okay I have this list up now. So phase one was Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man two, Thor. Captain America Avengers. Keep it the same. Okay. Like nothing wrong with that. Iron Man 3 I would have turned into the introduction of Ultron at the end of the movie. So like I'd still have that play out the same where he's f- taking on the uh the the Mandarin and he blows up all his suits and once he blows up all his suits that gives him the idea to create the suit of armor around the world and creates the the ai ultron and then ha- you then you could t- like tie you could still tie in uh hulk uh cameo where hit like show him and banner working on a new ai uh calling it like project ultron Thor the Dark World. Just a race. I, okay, I would love to, but you, I can't. <laughs> um, Thor the Dark World, I would have finished off with an Ultron cameo. Okay. So have the, the multiple suits or multiple like centuries of, of uh, Ultrons. Like I would, I'd have him like look like Iron Man's about to come in, but then it's like boom, like landing on the floor, boom, 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 and like have a bunch of things like land on the on the ground in London, helping clean up. Oh, okay. And then that that's also Ultron. Winter Soldier, I would have kept the same. Guardians, I would have kept the same. Then Age of Ultron, I would have split into two different movies so the first movie i would have like just kind of tying in like age of ultron a little bit um i would have kept it the same where ultron gets like infected with the the mind stone and becomes sentient and then that's when he he turns against like the avengers um but yeah i would have had like I would have had his army already kind of spread out all, all, all around the world. And where at the end of Age of Ultron, they're still like the Avengers are in a situation where they're unable to. Where it's where the world's kind of become a police state by like under Ultron's command. And he's still like working up towards like the the like a, a, a body. Okay. So at the, so yeah, at the end of like the age of Ultron part one, it would have been like the world is just in complete and utter chaos because there's like conflict within the Avengers because of what Tony and Bruce did in creating Ultron. So there's kind of like a little rift and they try to like, they kind of go off on their own, little adventures so like thor goes off to like 
because he know he he's like sensing like or whatever the hell was happening with Thor. He's sensing like the the mind stone and everything like within Loki's scepter. Okay. And try like he goes on his his journey. You could expand on it a bit more. Um, Cap goes with Widow and Hawkeye to his compound. Like I, and then like Banner and and Tony are kind of off doing their thing. So it's like, so it'd be like an introduction to sentient Ultron, and then. You get the um, like under police state, like under like the whole world is just kind of under Ultron's thumb. Okay, and then part two would be him like pushing for this perfect body, creating vision, Mm. and then obviously like big battle, he gets defeated. But I think. The like Age of Ultron needed to be longer than a friggin' weekend. Like it needed to be. I I would have had this split over like timeline wise, maybe a freaking a year. Yeah, maybe maybe a year is a little long. I don't know, man. Less than less than a year, more than six months. All right. Okay. Yeah, and then like. And then, like, so the the way that, that 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 would conclude is like, yeah, big battle, Sokovia fall. Like, I would have kept most of that stuff. Mm. Um, same thing with like the twins. I would have had them not turn. A, like, I would have had them be part of Ultron's plan at the in part one, and then defeated or then switch switch sides in part two. Okay, and then they help defeat. Ultron. Yeah. And then that I think would have led much better into you know what now that I'm looking at this I'd probably bump Ant-Man before Age of Ultron and then I'd have the Age of Ultron part one and then part two. That's I always found it weird that they finished phase two off with Ant-Man because they finished phase one off with the Avengers so shouldn't I don't know I've always felt that the uh, yeah. Avengers movie should be the cap off to a. Um... You would think it's like the same with phase three. They freaking finished yeah. it with far from home. Like that should have been yeah. the beginning of phase four. Yeah. No, like, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Should have been. Phase one so, yeah, ends with I the Avengers. Phase two, Age of Ultron. Phase three, Endgame. Yeah. So I would bump Ant-Man to phase or before Age of Ultron. And then have okay, yeah. part one, part two. Yeah, then I would have the conclusion of that lead into Captain America Civil War. Ooh, I like that. Because think about that. Like the world just gets out from under the thumb of Ultron, right? Like basically being a world superpower created by Iron Man and the Hulk. Like, yeah, Civil War makes a shit ton more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Like, instead of, like, oh, like, Ultron tried to drop this big-ass rock on the planet and you guys stopped it, but it was, like, your creation. Like, I think the world needed to be a little bit more pissed off at Iron Man. Fair. Like, in in my, like, Iron Man's, like, looked upon in, like, this whole system a lot less favorably. Okay. 
Um, and then, yeah, Civil War, I would have kept the same. Doctor Strange, Volume 2, Homecoming, Ragnarok. I would have kept all of that shit. So, yeah, that's what I would have, how I would have adjusted Phase phase 2. I should really like that. That's, yeah. I I got to agree, honestly. Yeah, I, I would have made, yeah. Uh, Ultron would have been a much bigger player in in this in these movies yeah because yeah it just sucks that you get such a cool villain like ultron and you only get him for one movie yeah but i i don't think it like i think like how this should like how it should end or how it should have ended because like I know that you kind of pulled this off with infinity war where the Avengers lost. Right. Mm -hmm. In this situation, I don't necessarily think it's that they lost. It's that they've just kind of all gone their own way or they're all, they're split up. Okay. And so that's why age of Ultron, like, or that's why Ultron's able to take over it like become the friggin' police state ruler. Yeah. Because the, the Avengers separate. Yeah. Makes sense. Like, ban- like I think banner and Tony, like honestly, like you could probably even like, I would have gotten rid of the, like the freaking romance between banner and widow completely. Yeah. That just feels so out of place. Yeah, so there's a yeah, there's definitely some rewrites and who knows, possibly a whole like Avengers Age of like a, a phase two rework, <laughs> 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 like Dreamcast in the future. Like, let us know. Let us know if you'd like to me to flesh this out a bit more. But <laughs> that's uh, that's how I would say. Have, yes. uh, yeah, this is like I said, this is just off the top of my head, like. This is some good shit, though. I'm loving what I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's what would have happened in, in my Age of Ultron. It would have been a separation. Like, there, I don't think there, there would have been a final battle. I think, well, how do you pull that off, though? Like, the only reason I have an issue with making it like a fa- final battle that they lose is because they... I'm trying to like keep that the the shock and surprise of um Infinity War like to still be relevant and not them be like in this like situ- metaphorical situation they'd be like oh well they just copied what they did in part one of Age of Ultron like I still want that okay. surprise that they lost so I don't think it'd be like a full blown final battle i think it'd kind of be a coming to blows situation more than anything and then it should like show like the avengers off on their own thing where maybe it becomes like an espionage thing with widow hawkeye and cap um banner and iron man are trying to come up with some sort of fail safe or like come up with some sort of programming to kill Ultron and then Thor's off on his journey of self or of like 
discovery with the the infinity stones. Okay, yeah, I like that. I actually like that a lot. Yeah, and it's like because they're separated that they're that they're able to like have big problems like this. Like I th- I think what I would have done is uh like just to kind of help like sell that Hulk is wanting to like run away to a different planet cuz like I I I still keep like the th- like phase 3 intact, right? Yeah. Um is I'd have part of like oh man like this just kind of sidelines thor like a ton like my idea but have like the conclusion be where iron man finds out that ultron's gathering a shit ton of vibranium him and or he takes banner to uh wherever the hell that they were they weren't like in somewhere in africa right uh, and yeah. have them have them try to like figure out why he's collecting all this stuff and then pull the whole Black Widow shit or the Scarlet Witch thing again and have Hulk go on a complete and utter rampage. Iron Man's dealing with the like trying to deal with that. I, I would have the freaking Hulk shit go on for like a while, like a long freaking while. All right. Um, and then the stuff with like Cap and Widow, like going to Barton's place and kind of gu- formulating a game plan and attempting to go and execute it, but then getting like stopped by by Ultron, like b- basically getting like captured or w- like withheld by by Ultron. Hmm. All right. Um. Yeah, like I said, if you want me, if if anyone wants me to flesh this out a bit more, I'd be happy to. <laughs> but again, this is just t- top of my top of my head stuff. I said I love this, so yeah. Honestly, I'd I'd finish most of the phases off. Like at least now, I'd finish most phases off with two movies. Fair, that, yeah. That that that's absolutely fair. Yeah. Like I think after that, like the first Avengers, it's like boom, you got your origin story for the Avengers. That can be one story, yeah. And then it's just like each phase should be a lead up to one big bad, one baddie. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like Age of Ult- or Phase One was just gathering the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Phase Two, taking on Ultron. But and then phase three, you're leading up to Thanos finally because you you clued him in in the the first Avengers. Hmm. And then here, like in this phase, like that we're in now, like they need to set up a big a big bad. We don't know who the hell that is. Or or, or actually, that's not true. Kang. That was Kang. Yeah. Yeah. Like right now you have the buildup to Kang. Just like we need, first off, like it was a real slow build, but true, we got there. Like, I would have started off like almost immediately, yeah. So, yeah, this man, I wish I could freaking just get in a room and like pitch some of this shit, but <laughs> anyway, getting back to what we were talking about, <laughs> um. 
with what we got in this movie, not what we wish we got with this movie. <laughs> um, the story was, it felt rushed and like slapped together. I, th- I absolutely agree. I think, um, like now it's like coming back to me. I swear that I saw in an, maybe it wasn't an interview. Um, but I just saw somewhere that Joss Whedon, like basically Kevin Feige said, Hey, I need you to have these two things in there and you might have to take away some of what you wanted to do in this movie. And he's like, okay, I can, you know, I, I, I think I can make that work, but I only have two things that I refuse to get rid of. And it was, it was actually, um, Bart Clint Barton's farmhouse. He did not want to take away the storyline that uh, Hawkeye gets fair. Um, and I believe he didn't want to take away, um, I think it was anything uh, when it came to uh, Wando and want Wando. Jeez Louise. Wanda and Pietro. Also fair. Yeah. So those were his like two big things. Like, okay, I will do my best to work or I will make work what you want me to, but I will not let those two storylines be taken out of Avengers 2. Which I yeah I of course appreciate because the fact that Hawkeye actually gets a storyline in this movie instead of getting freaking just mind controlled for the whole movie put a freaking smile on my face my my favorite superhero actually got to be himself that that made yeah. me so freaking happy that I mean with us sitting at an eighty with story it like this is just like slightly above average because like our average is 75 yeah like that's usually like our base point and then we build up from there so this is like just slightly above average in terms of storytelling and it's because the villain wasn't very fleshed out the (sighs) there was a lot of like weird shit like with the like what we were talking about the romance between widow and hulk that was just funky yeah like felt very much out of place um especially since canonically that like this is the same hulk that's that was in the incredible hulk that's very much in love with betty yeah that's true that is very true so i i i had a lot of issues with this story overall like that's more than it's saved and I can justify it to be like I can I can push it higher in my brain because I'm like man it would have been cool if they did this and then I, w- I think about it more favorably but then I like with the rewatch I'm just like oh yeah they didn't do this they didn't do that yeah. the coolest part for me in this was the the Hulk fight Hulk versus Hulk Buster that's fair oh dude that scene is still so so great yeah, bullshit how it ended, but what fair. Do you do? <laughs> but I mean, dude, come on, Hulk got some great punches in there. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm still fairly happy with the the eighty. I am too, definitely. All right, moving on over to writing. This was the same ballpark. Uh, sitting at an eighty, like it wasn't any better or wasn't any worse. It was. It was average writing. I think um, 
because for me it's one of my favorite lines but like um for anyone that doesn't really know the comics they wouldn't understand i or at least i feel they're just like what the hell does that mean there's a scene at the beginning after the whole um fight with uh strucker because during that fight hawkeye is hit and they have to you know perform um aid to him and so as he's getting healed um at the avengers compound banner asks stark oh how's he doing and Stark just straight up said, well, he's still Barton. And Banner said, well, that's terrible. And I feel for people that don't know how much of a smart ass and honestly a jackass Clint Barton is in the comics. Like he, he, he he's kind of a fucking asshole. Like, but it's, it, but it's, <laughs> Dude, sorry, he is, <laughs> <laughs> but I love him for it. There, there's a reason why he's like, that's one of the biggest reasons why he's my favorite. Um, but like, unfortunately up until, um, unfortunately Renner didn't, wasn't able to portray that until age of Ultron because he literally, um, barely got to show that at all in the Avengers. So when they have that whole interaction, I'm assuming that a lot of audience members were just like, wait, you mean when you say like, Oh, he's unfortunately still Barton. What the hell does that mean? Yeah. So dude, I I would love to see like of that more of that side of Clint Barton and like just like that comic accurate side cuz he is like he's I, people always like talk about like the pe- like Captain America being like the person that's going to get shit done. But if anyone's like that, it's freaking Hawkeye. Like he's the one it's that we, like, the, like before the like to the, to kick off the Immortal Hulk storyline. Um, Banner actually developed a basically a projectile that would kill him if the Hulk were to like get out of control. Or if like the threat of the Hulk were to get out of control, he gave this arrow to Clint Barton and told him like, if like using your best judgment, like if you ever feel like me or the Hulk are going to like get out of control, like use it. And he went and he's like, okay, why the hell did you come to me with this? And he's like, because I know like out of everyone else in the Avengers, you're the only one who will. And there was like a big old freaking like. Hulk had been on or Banner had been on the run for like a while. So like he he gave this to him like. Comic book like years prior mm-hmm. and he. So he's he's been holding on to this projectile for like ever. And there was a situation that Banner was just like he was on the run from like everyone and they found out where he was. And so all the Avengers went to this this place and like confronted him. And he was talking about this. He was kind of like kind of he was kind of going insane because Hulk had just become a bit more powerful within his consciousness. And so he was kind of going insane and doing these experiments that were just completely reckless and talking about like um, 
doing more gamma experimentation, which he had like, everyone's like, well, don't you think that this is going to make Hulk more powerful? And they're like, and he's like, oh no, blah, blah, blah. And like, while he's talking, the freaking projectile comes out of a tree, like right through his, his head. And everyone's just like, what the fuck? (laughs) And yeah, and then they go and like arrest Hawkeye and everything for murder, and they're just like, he was out of control. <laughs> and then, like, obviously, that leads into the immortal Hulk. So Hulk comes back to life and everything. And there's a situation where Hulk and Hawkeye are like alone together, and he almost freaking la 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 Hawkeye up. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and he's like, was, "Yo, like you, you told me <laughs> to do this, but or like Banner told him to do it, but yeah, that's always that yeah. one thing I've been disappointed with with the MCU. The Hawkeye and the Hulk really haven't been able; they really haven't had a lot of interaction with each other. Yeah, um, but yeah, there, like it was, it was something that they they had talked about and like in comics for like a while mm. like there was actually a funny enough a deadpool comic where all the avengers were getting together for christmas and deadpool was like crashing the party and brought sweaters for everyone and he gave hawkeye uh a sweater that's like i killed the hulk and all i got was this stupid sweater <laughs> and they're just like out <laughs> Oh, like that's not so cool good. man <laughs> oh that's so good yeah it freaking hilarious but yeah that's something else that i think marvel's neglecting like they're building up to these team up or like these big team ups big avengers movies i feel like they're neglecting team ups yeah absolutely agree like, how cool would it have been to get, like, an Iron Man Captain America movie? Oh, I would have freaking loved that. Like, just those two. Yeah. Just and like, then same I want thing. my freaking Budapest movie. Yeah. Or, for like, other, like, non-conventional ones. Like, how, like, uh, I don't know, freaking, like, Hawkeye and Thor. That'd be a freaking cool one, too. That would be. Actually, yeah. Shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, or even I like, feel like it's, it's like I don't need these big like are the the big team ups are cool, yeah. but there's just something about like buddies. No, I agree. I, I I definitely agree. So yeah, I anyway, freaking dude, sidetracked again. <laughs> that one's like all my fault. I mean, yeah, but I mean that. I feel that that's really not being sidetracked. We're yeah. still talking about Marvel. We're still talking about the Avengers. So, yeah, it, it's just like with this movie in particular, it's just, I think this would have thrived more with better build up to things. Or, I, I, I agree. Or just not, not necessarily focusing too hard on these like collaborative things like, Hey, Oh, like we need to introduce Wakanda, which is something that they did in this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
They need to establish that Ulysses Claw stole vibranium. They needed to establish that. Um, honestly, one thing that I don't think that they ever freaking touched on was Helen Cho. Um, yeah, that's who true. Was the the doctor that healed up um, Hawkeye, and did she die? Uh yes, she does. Okay. Yeah when, she, yeah, when she betrays Ultron, yeah, he kills her. Yeah, so it's like they they completely ignored that, like Helen Cho, because Helen Cho's the the mother to Amadeus Cho, who is uh, a another Hulk. Oh. So it's know. like like all these buildups, but it's just I don't know. It was it was. Again, it was on the same level as the uh, the writing here. That no, that that's fair. Um, like I do have a question though, in your, in your opinion, like because um, because I mean, sh- shocker, I I actually really like the direction that they took with Hawkeye. How you know, like he has a family and everything. You know, he he asked Fury to keep it off uh, Shield's files, and so. You know, you you really get to know who Clint Barton is as a person. But are you glad that they went with that direction? Or do you wish that they would have gone with like the comic versions where he, you know, he's definitely just like a solo guy, does his own thing, um, doesn't have a family weighing him down? Or or do you like that they took the direction that they did for his character in the MCU? I appreciated it. No, I I do too. I I feel as the... um, as like other um entries came out they definitely um it definitely Ignored felt more it. Na- <laughs> they did um i mean def i mean i feel it was definitely brought up more so again in hawkeye but that makes sense yeah the hawkeye series i feel covered it perfectly yes i agree um yeah no i'm just I just wanted your opinion if if you if you if you liked the from here and here on here here on out if you, if you liked the direction that they took with the character of Hawkeye. Yeah, I I I like the the family man aspect to it. I thought it worked really yeah, well for for his character. Um and the fact that his kids consider Natasha Auntie Nat, that's just freaking adorable. Just showcases yeah. how they it was literally a brother sister relationship. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, so like we said, writing sitting at an 80, and I think we're both pretty comfortable with that score still. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on over to acting. We were a little bit higher on, and by a little bit, I mean a lot of bit. <laughs> um, yeah, so going through this cast real quick, we have Robert Downey Jr., who plays Iron Man, or Tony Stark slash Iron Man. We have Chris Evans, who plays Steve Rogers slash Captain America. We have Chris Hemsworth, who plays Thor Odinson. We have Scarlett Johansson, who plays Natasha Romanoff slash Black Widow. We have Jeremy Renner, who plays Clint Barton slash Hawkeye. Mark Ruffalo, who plays Bruce Banner slash The Hulk. Elizabeth Olsen, who played Wanda Maximoff slash The Scarlet Witch. Aaron Taylor Johnson, who plays Pietro Maximoff or Quicksilver. We have James Spader, who who provides the voice for Ultron. Kobe Smolders, who plays Mariah Hill. And then Samuel L. Jackson, who plays Nick Fury. 
And then I think we had one more. Yep. We had Paul Bettany, who provided the voice for Jarvis and also played Vision. Hell yeah. Yeah, like you said, pretty stacked cast. Super stacked. Like, especially now. Like, yeah. Just as time's <laughs> gone on. Like, it's only gotten like bigger. Yeah. Like, I remember uh, when we went and saw this together, like, how we were just like, okay, can they really get bigger than this when it comes to how many people are associated with the team? And um, lo and behold, Avengers 3 and 4 happened. Mm hmm. I want right. your opinion, though, because um, I was talking to Christina about this. Um, so in in quantum media, in quantum mania, Scott says that, um, you know, oh, uh, you know, I'm a, an I'm an Avenger now, all that stuff. And I know that Spider-Man gets knighted as an Avenger by by Tony, but I don't know, maybe it's just me. But like after the original six, it. <laughs> For how many people were brought on as Avengers and like it didn't really it wasn't like a huge process like it felt like I guess it should have been or at least to me I f and like now I'm thinking towards the comics so maybe I'm I'm wrong here but it felt like when someone became an Avenger it didn't mean as much as it did when these original six guys did at least when it came to the MCU. Well, you also got to think like the, the original six they like created the Avengers. Within, obviously, this, the MCU. So yeah. it was kind of a big deal. And then Wanda became an Avenger in Age of Ultron because she decided to go out and fight with them. Like, knighted, I guess. Yeah. I don't think, like, Avenger, like, it wasn't, like, a membership thing. Like, it wasn't, like, oh... I think that Tony Stark just turned it into like, oh, we're the Avengers. Like it's a freaking like a like a freaking band. It's just like we can invite whoever the hell we want to be part of this. It wasn't official or anything because yeah. it, uh, otherwise it would have been some sort of. Uh, like official group. Like at least in terms of like the government or shield or whatever, but it was just a directive. Oh, yeah, that Nick Fury that. wrote up is just like, hey, we we going to need these people on hand. Like we need to keep track of these people. So just in case we need them all to gather like they're there. Yeah. Um, according to. A couple articles I've seen as of right now, the Avengers are disbanded. Like there, oh, there are no Avengers right now. And that's why the Thunderbolts are going to come in and like take the Avengers place. Because there are no Avengers oh, right okay. now. All right, that makes sense. Damn, I don't like to think of an MCU without the Avengers. Yeah. That makes me kind of sad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, we were sitting at a 90 with this uh, with this acting score. And it's because of how, like, at least now, like, just we've had more time with them. So we just mm -hmm. see how consistent their portrayal has been. Yeah, absolutely. So who who's who is your uh, your top three for this film? Um, let's see, number three. Huh. Who would I give number three? Sorry, I don't really get a good. Um, you know what? Number three. 
Uh, number th- God damn it. I'm sorry. I pressed the wrong button. Uh, oh, my freaking God. My laptop is being stupid. <laughs> okay. Number three. I'm going to give it to James Spader, who uh, did Ultron. I know this was just voice work, but actually, wait, no. He did a uh, motion capture for Ultron. So Yeah, he did a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, absolutely freaking phenomenal. I still stand even eight years later by the fact that I want James Spader to narrate my life. Oh man, dude, if they're like, I, I've attempted to watch that show that he's on the blacklist just because like, I love his voice, but it's like one of those shows I just can't get into. (laughs) That's fair. No, dude, I understand. Um, yeah, his voice is so captivating as Ultron. It's so intimidating. Like you just can't help but be in awe for like um, the way that he's talking. Like honestly, his plans, you know, to um, just destroy humanity and everything. Maybe it's just because of his voice. But I'm just like, you know what? Maybe you got a point there, man. Maybe maybe, maybe I can get behind <laughs> this. Dude, he James uh, Spader thrives on dialogues. Dude, he does. Like, oh my god, it's incredible. Um. So yeah. So James, Funny enough, he's actually my number two. Hell yeah! No, great, great freaking choice. Great, great freaking choice. Sorry. Um, number two, I think I'm going to give to um Robert Downey Jr. Um, Honestly, he is always amazing as Tony Stark. Um, and in this movie, um, especially the emotions that he has to go through um, with him believing that he's the reason why that the Avengers would be disbanded, why um, everyone dies around him. Um, just all the effects that he goes through um, th- just throughout the movie, just how he wants the the Avengers to stay a team. Um, it's freaking it's honestly insane, um, but amazing acting. Absolutely from Robert Downey Jr. Once again, kills it in this role. But uh, number one, by shocker to no one, I got to <laughs> give it. To, <laughs> I got to give it to Jeremy Renner. I got to give it to my boy, Clint Barton, um, because in the first one, he was just a mind controlled zombie. Like, yeah, at the final fight. Yes, he got to throw in some couple quips but not really that much in this freaking movie. He actually gets a freaking backstory where he actually has, he actually has a family. He owns his own um, land. Um, you know, we even get uh, deeper into, uh, you know, how, how he was brought into shield, um, you know, his relationship, not really as much of his relationship with Nat. Um, but um I, I still feel like once we uh, get to his house, um, you could definitely tell how close the family is with Natasha um, because you can't you uh, you know, you hear his kids call her Auntie Nat. His wife even talks about her a lot. Uh, uh, Laura does. Um, you say everything that they did with Clint. I love so much. And just I love I love Jeremy Renner in this role. He is the reason why Hawkeye is my favorite. If it weren't for him, I probably wouldn't really even know who Hawkeye was. Since the first Thor, um, after I saw his appearance there, I started actually diving into who who Hawkeye was, reading comics, trying to understand who Clint Barton was because got a glimpse of him and I wanted to know more. And I've always just thought the guy with a bow and arrow 
that has no superpowers. That just seems really cool as hell to me. Um, so it's 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 thanks to Jeremy Renner that Hawkeye is my favorite. Um, and just yeah, he he blew it out of the water this time. Um, next to uh, the series Hawkeye, just because he actually gets so much to do in there. This is I feel his best performance as the character, um, just because. They say he actually gets to play Clint Barton. He actually gets to be the sarcastic asshole that he is. And I absolutely freaking love it. Um, so yeah, Jeremy Renner, absolutely number one. Fair enough. Um Damn, dude. I was giving this some like genuine thought, like while you were talking. I am actually gonna like restructure. I'm changing my my answer a little bit. Okay. I'm going to give my number one to James Spader. I, I like it. Loved Ultron. I loved how like Shakespearean he was. Um, and all that good shit. And it, like I said, I wish it was, or like we were talking about earlier, I wish it was something that was a little bit more developed. I would have loved to see more of this. Like, especially from a, just like a longer formatted uh, place, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I lost my words there, but yeah. So I'm, I'm giving James Spader. I think he did a fantastic job made Ultron stand out a lot more than he would have otherwise like voiced by literally anyone else. Yeah. Like James Spader's voice just worked incredibly well for, for this character. Um, so yeah, I'm giving him my number one. Um, uh, my number two, I am going to be giving to Jeremy Renner. Um, holy I, shit. I know, dude. I know. Dude, it, <laughs> wow. it surprised me too. Um, with this like latest rewatch, I enjoyed his performance more than any of the other Avengers. Hell yeah. Yeah, like I thought he was he was witty, like charming as all as all hell. I like that he I like that they he they showed off like his fun side a little bit where he was still like going to uh like lifting Thor's hammer or attempting to. Like I thought that that was really fun cuz I I didn't really think like before that he would be the type of person that would do that. Like I think he would he would have been to on like Nat's side and be like oh well like, whatever like who cares if I can lift this hammer but like I I love that he like was able to joke around with with them but then he also gave a really a really good performance when he was talking to Wanda and the whole like you walk out those doors you're an avenger like that whole discussion was fantastic and like super inspirational too like they freaking like got me worked up i'm just like yes like let's freaking do this <laughs> oh yes i love it yeah my struggles come with number th- 3 because it's like instinctually i want to say robert downey but like i'm trying to think like it's just because robert downey got more screen time than everyone else that's fair honestly i feel like 
you know, honestly, if it's all right with you, um, I'm, I'll wait till after you're done with um, your ranking. Yeah, I do, um, I, I, I do want to actually change mine. Why your your top three? No, just I want to. I if it's all right with you, um, I'm gonna. I actually want to bump Robert Downey to three, and I'm gonna bump James Spader up to two. Okay. Yeah, because listening to you, I'm just like, yeah, you know what? You got a point. So, yeah, Spader gets number two. Yeah, it's it's hard because it's like no one else got as much time to shine as freaking Robert Downey did. It's true. And not to say that I don't like Robert Downey's performance of Iron Man. I love that he plays like his performance as Iron Man. It's just in an Avengers movie. You need to focus on all of the Avengers. Give them equal treatment. Obviously, like someone like there's always going to be like a major focus of one. But I feel like the the screen time in Age of Ultron, it's just so skewed. No, it really is. I mean, honestly, out of the original six, I feel like the one that gets the short end of the stick the most is, is Thor. Yeah, Thor got freaking all types of screwed. Like Thor gets like jack shit to do here. I mean, yeah, he goes on that like little adventure to, you know, um, get really truly see his vision and, you know, the infinity stones and everything. But like, as far as I feel like actually like growing as a character and everything like that. Um, yeah, like up until Ragnarok, you could definitely tell that they were at a standstill when it came to Thor. They didn't know where to take him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look up real quick what the screen time was for everyone. Uh, All right. So, yeah. um, No surprise anywhere. Tony Stark's coming in with 29 minutes, just under half an hour total screen time. uh, Followed by Steve Rogers. Um then Black Widow, then Ultron, then Hulk, Barton, Thor, Wanda, Pietro. Hulk gets five minutes. Damn, I'm sure you I'm sure that kills you. <sighs> A little bit. Let's see. And then Vision, like five minutes. Yeah, so not not a lot. No. Hmm. Like not a lot of screen time going around here but yeah it's just it's hard to judge anyone else's performance because they were so overpowered by robert downey's it's true i mean honestly and i know you don't love like the whole romantic relationship i don't either but um and i i I think the way that we've talked it feels like i don't know do you do you like mark ruffalo's um bruce banner like are you a fan of it or no I don't mind his banner. I okay. just don't like what they've done to his Hulk. That's fair. Because like, honestly, if I'm cause dude, I just keep restructuring my freaking top three and you haven't even freaking finished yours. Um, like literally, I'm sorry. As we keep talking, I'm like, I, I really just want to kick Downey off the list because like, if I'm thinking of other characters that I'm just like, you know what? I remember having more, um, you know, an interest in, you know, like in uh, that character where they took that character um so like if like if i'm like well this isn't necessarily like the character it's just who 
be- who gave the best acting. No, that's fair. And like, if so I'm thinking, I, like, I think oh. I have to give this to Robert Downey because one, he kills it, and it's just that's his fair. performance is the one that stands out the most. That's fair. I mean, if Other I had to think, Renner. Yeah, um, I feel like one that like honestly, I feel like Ruffalo still kind of stands out to me um, because. Like in this one, you can definitely tell he's still trying to fight, um, you know, having two persons identities in him. Um, and that's why I kind of hated the way that they took the Hulk in Ragnarok that I don't know. just I hate that they turned it into a joke. Um, but it, it like this in the first one, the the way that uh, Ruffalo's banner deals with Hulk, I like absolutely love how much like the, the shit that he has to go through. Um, is just insane. And I feel Ruffalo just sells the performance so, so well. Yeah. I, I still have to give this to Robert Downey. I think I, I, I think I got to agree to like, yeah, number three, I'm going to give to Downey as well, but like a close, like, like a close number four, like if we're, if we're even talking about that, like probably I would give it to Mark Ruffalo. Cause yeah. Yeah. Just I, I love his performance as as Bruce Banner. Yeah. So. Going through everyone else though, like Chris Evans as Steve Rogers, like I think he was just played very bland. He was, which sucks considering of how um how much character uh, growth he had in the Winter Soldier. Yeah, that came out before this. So the fact that yeah, he honestly he, he like was, I'm okay like. With with big team up movies like this, I think they just structured it wrong. Like, because they went into this like every Avengers movie is basically an Iron Man movie. Iron Man is typically the focus. It's true. And if he's not, they work their way into making it, it like a, yeah. a Iron Man focused. They, they just. I think whoever get gets gypped from like screen time needed to be like the the focus. So it like in terms of like the the Avengers, I think um I don't know. I, I think they just needed to restructure it a little bit. Like maybe put a bit more focus on Barton. Like it seemed like that's oh. a, a route that they wanted to head. Yeah. And You'll get no arguments from me with that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, all the performances were really good, so that's why we ended up giving uh, acting a, a 90. All right, moving on over to character development. Uh, we ended up giving this uh, an 85. Um, again, this, this was more like team. Like, I think we more ju- judge this as a team. So like, what did you think of their uh, their development overall? Honestly, I feel um, I feel for the most part it was it was still I feel just as strong as in the first one. Um, you could definitely tell throughout the movie that you know they they definitely had their problems as a team. Um, it was mostly, of course, you know Cap and Tony, um, those two struggling. Um, but you know the especially the scene where it's the you know the final fight and Ultron's just like um, you know do you honestly how do you think you could possibly stop me? And Tony just says, well, it's like the old man said, said together. Um, and so it's a really sweet moment. You know, the Avengers all banding together again. Um, 
But like, I do appreciate that they have their ups and downs throughout the movie because in the first one, we only just see them banding together. That that's all we really see is like, yeah, we see some like confrontations with them first meeting up with each other and everything. And, you know, acting just like trying to come together as a team where in this one, the team's already established, but it's staying a team is what the struggle is. Um, and so I, I feel for the most part, I feel it actually does a really good job at um, portraying just honestly how hard it can be to be a team with six freaking superheroes. Yeah. I like, I think the reason it's, it's where it's at is because you definitely see like the struggles between them. And that's like super evident. I wish that we would have got to see more of just like their lighthearted bantering. I wanted more of the freaking them all trying to lift Thor's hammer. I wanted more of that. Yeah. Like that's exactly like, I think that, I mean, it's hard to like figure out where to like, put that especially with how they structured the the movie but i think yeah. i don't know i think it worked out pretty well no, like everyone was agree. was entertaining and and fun and like you get see like the hardships that the team is going through and and all this so i, I think it worked out fairly well yeah i can i can definitely agree so yeah sitting at that slightly above average score with uh 85 like definitely tracks yeah um anything else you wanted to say about character development or not really yeah we usually pound through these like last ones like the ones that we always seem to like stick on are story writing and acting and then once we get to character development it's like we like fly by it's got yeah it's it's kind of funny yeah uh moving on over to effects uh, we also gave this an 85 and this one, like, so here's, here's some of like the issues that I had. Um, I felt like the, a lot, most of, if not all of the budget was focused on the, uh, the Hulk buster Hulk fight. <laughs> Cause that looked incredible. I, I, I can agree with that. I honestly, this is my favorite throughout the whole MCU. The Hulk has ever looked. I love how the Hulk looks in this movie. Yeah, I'm a big fan of how he how he looks in this. And I wish that they would have kept it consistent and not turned him into a freaking pretty boy. But yeah, agreed. That is neither here nor there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so. The the effects I had issues with was a lot of the um, the quick stuff. Anything that was happening that was like kind of a quick moment, I didn't care for. Like I'm I'm thinking like the initially like with the opening shot when uh, I think it's either Thor or whoever is like flying towards like one of the the bunkers that the enemy is at. Like he like flies up there like really quick, kicks a guy off. Oh shit my desk um (laughs) um yeah like kicks this guy off and it looks like super fake like when the guy's like falling down and he goes and like flies off somewhere else like it's all so quick and it doesn't have to be like just take your time like make it look like 
somewhat good, but it it turns into just like a quick little whoosh. Like you don't even yeah. get it. Like it doesn't feel like a true superhero takeoff. It feels so freaking animated. Dude, it really, yeah, I know exactly what scene you're talking about. Cause yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you were, yeah, it's Thor. Uh, like you said, cause yeah, there's a part where he like picks up a, uh, I think just like a piece of like a building and the way that he like hits one of the, uh, vil- the bad guys with it, it looks so robotic and just so animated. I'm just like, there, there's no way that that was actually Chris Hemsworth doing that. Like that, that, that was, that was total CGI. Yeah. Um, and like, even after that, when caps dragging one of the guys while he's riding his motorcycle, that doesn't look that great in my opinion. No, um, they they spent most of their time focused on like certain shots. So like I think the shot that they focused on is when they're all like in line, like going to fight and everything. I but mean that that one shot is so badass though. You gotta it is. Give it's that. a it's a super dope scene. Although I have to, I get why because they probably had to. I don't know if they like had to flip the screen or not. This is me being nitpicky. Um. In that scene, when you know, like they're all jumping into the air, um, Jeremy Renner is he's holding the bow in his left hand and pulling back with his right when he's left handed, so he should be holding it in his right and pulling back with his left. I'm just being nitpicky here, but that's just something that I always remember in that one scene. But I can look past that because it's such a badass, such a badass scene. I think it's I think that mainly had to be due to the angle probably because they were shooting it all from like from the right side, like looking in. So it's like you, I don't know if you could have had like a good shot where it's like his arms covering like a majority of the bow. You wouldn't get to see the arrow. So that's like they had point. to do it with the other arm. Yeah, that's a good point. That or just continuity error, but. I mean, that's not really too much. Of it a... could honestly be continuity here because I remember he freaking um, in Thor, he pulls it back with his right, but then he switches in Avengers to pulling it back with his left. I'm like, OK, so is Renner left or right handed? <laughs> but it's just like the, he's just ambidextrous now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But other than that, I think. Ultron, as cool as he was designed. I don't think that he was animated quite the best. Agreed. There are some scenes that I'm just like, okay, I can totally tell that he's not actually there. Like I'm having to kind of, um, what's the word? Um, con- not control my brain, but like make my brain believe that he's, he's, he's there. Whereas that should just come natural. Like the CGI should be that good that I can totally believe that he's actually there. Yeah, this is the downfall of CGI, I feel. I think that they yeah. should have gone for animatronic for Ultron. Dude, I would have loved that so much. Like develop like the the I mean the animatronics that we get nowadays are just off the hook. So they I feel really and then it looks better in the shot. Like it's you get a better performance out of the actors because not that like that was a constant issue that like if you look at the behind the scenes stuff like Elizabeth Olsen and and uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson they're always like talking like it's kind of hard to focus because James Spader's given this really good performance and your eyes are one are like drawn down to him but you have to stare up at these 
two little like glowing eyes that they like they put up or like this tennis ball and it's just like it's distracting and it's just like yeah i believe it yeah most definitely like they need to go practical where practicality can be done yes absolutely and yeah like all the other robots like the ultron army i'm like whatever like have that cgi like it doesn't it didn't look horrible but when it came to like main ultron like you should have done some practical shit with him agreed and yeah i mean don't get me wrong there were some like cool scenes with him like stuff that looked really cool but it also like it reminded me of the bad guy from robots like in terms of like the animation style yeah that's fair um i love that yeah my favorite's when he's throwing widow in that prison and he's talking to her with his old body and then he like rips through and like cuts the old one in half and like is in his like new vibranium body like that was the shit yeah that was badass freaking love that but yeah unfortunately i think this was one of the last good animated like mcu movie like i'm i'm going before i before i put my tongue in my mouth or my I was like, um, isn't the, <laughs> isn't the phrase foot in your mouth, your tongue yep, in your that, mouth? Um, that's it. I'm, I mean, I don't know about you, but my tongue's already in my mouth. Um, but unless yeah, you had I feel like the done. animation or like the CGI started getting funky. It was already funky with Thor Ragnarok. They kind of fixed it with a, a Infinity War. So it, it, it started taking a downfall somewhere between Homecoming and Infinity War. But with hit and misses. Black Panther was a huge miss. At least in that final fight. Yeah, the final fight. Like, yeah, yeah. the rest of it. Not bad. Yeah. Um, but God, that final fight. Oh, God, so bad. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, excuse me, but yeah, so I, 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 I still stand by the, the 85. No, I, I do too. All right, moving on over to music. Uh, we ended up giving this an eight out of 10, um, which I stand by. The Avengers theme is just like such of an earworm. Like it's it hard to not give it like anything it's hard to give anything lower like i was trying to justify like a seven like if i was anywhere and we don't do half uh points but if i was to put it anywhere i'd probably be sitting at like a seven and a half but it'd be a strong six seven and a half so since we round up it's usually yeah i'd still round up to like an eight but i mean that 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 theme song is just a freaking banger. It is so, so iconic. Who did the music? So Alan Silva, so Brian Tyler signed on for this one. Um, but Alan Silvestri is the one that created the Avengers theme for the first one. So Brian replaced Alan from the first one. But yeah, we, I've, we owe 
Alan Silvestri all the credit for creating that amazing Avengers theme. Yeah. Because to me, that is up the, with the ranks of like Star Wars, Indiana Jones. The the Avengers theme just, yeah, like agree with whatever you said. Like it gets you just so hyped, so pumped. And just, ugh, I love it so, so much. Yeah, same here. So yeah, that's why we're, why I think it, the eight is fairly justified. Agreed. All right, moving on over to costumes. Uh, we also gave this an eight out of 10. And this one was a little bit more like when I was looking through the scores was a little bit more on the controversial side until I rewatched this movie and kind of reminded myself why it was sitting there. <laughs> um, so we like looking through the, the images. So my biggest issue with this uh, outfit it, or with Captain America's, this is my least favorite Captain America outfit. What? Dude, this is like top three for me. I, uh, You're saying you like you like the first Avengers suit more than this one. Dude, I absolutely like the first Avengers suit more than this one. All right, no, bro, I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, don't, I like that too, but I love the one in Age of Ultron. I don't care for like the excessively dark features on That's this. That's what I love about like, it. Like it's, it's the super dark blue. I don't like the freaking like accentuated like red highlights um, around his star. Um, and then the, the freaking like, striped down the center um like not fully like connecting like it, i don't know why it bothers me so much but it does it it's like i said one of my least it's my least favorite suit of his Damn. i also feel like with the helmet the the a should be a lot more vibrant than it is okay it should i will be give like, you that yeah it should be it, it should be cleaner a lot of this is just brightness and that's why i like the first avenger because it was like a like almost like jeans blue so it was, it was like nice and bright everything yeah. like all i love like how they incorporated the st the stars and stripes like it was like obviously the star logo but then the stripes were part of like his um just part of his uniform and so in this it's just eh, wasn't digging it I was, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the next up, Thor. Th Thor's kind of like same issues for me. Um, very, very dark. Where I feel like Thor, out of everyone, should be like the cleanest looking. Like, especially with his, like, now knowing that his suit is magic. Like that's how he like snaps on and off his his outfit. Like I feel like his suits should be very clean looking. That's I feel that this is where we're like kind of indifferent with this. Um, because I like 
I, I feel that this sequel definitely tries to be a lot more dark and gritty than the first one. Um, a lot more serious, um, cause, um, compared to the first one. And so it seems like the costume designers wanted the costumes to follow suit with that. And so the costumes are, you know, given a lot more paler colors, um, a lot more darker colors. Um, so like, like I, I don't know, man. I, I kind of got to disagree with you a little bit. Like I, actually, I, I love the darkness of these costumes. It, it really works for me with Age of Ultron. Fair. I mean, I understand like wanting to match the tone and everything. Like I, I completely understand that. It's just, I don't know. For me personally, it's just, eh. No, dude. I completely get it. One of my favorite things, um, there's actually an Avengers, like an animated Avengers movie. Um, I forget like the, the full title of it, but it's like, it kind of follows along with like the ultimate Avengers. And so, um, Thor in this, like he has like the, the circular discs on his suit, Mm -hmm. but when he's using his power, they glow. Oh. And I feel like that's a, a feature on like on these suits that they've never like fully utilized. Like, I feel like, like it's always been a staple. Like they've had those discs. It's just, they've never done anything like with them. And I would love to see one where it's like, they're glowing. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Yeah. So, but I mean, I I like the sleeveless look. The hair's fine. Like I think this has kind of gotten to the point where it's maybe a little on the too long side. But fair, minor complaint there. Um, yeah. And then I I've been indifferent about the the helmet. Like I still think that I really would like to see Thor wear a helmet, but. I understand that they why they don't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up, we got Iron Man. Iron Man looks freaking sick. The design of the Hulk Buster was badass. Yeah, it it really was. That shows perfection. Yeah, they they adapted that like flawlessly. Like I, I have close to no complaints about Iron Man. I will say, though, it's not my favorite mark that iron man has ever worn i, mean, I am curious do you have a favorite uh mark that iron man has worn Ooh, that's a great question it's a hard one though right yeah gosh that's a damn good question <laughs> honestly i think i'm partial to the mark two or that's three fair. mark three mark th- Mark three. Okay. So the OG golden, golden red. Yeah. I think right. I've, I've always been partial to that. Um, I really dug th- like the, the triangle arc reactor uh, that from Iron Man two. I, 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 I can't keep track of like the arc or the Mark numbers. No, um, same here. And then the Mark 42 suit from Iron Man three was pretty cool. Right. Um, and then after that, I kind of started liking the the suits less and less like this one was, I think the last one outside of Iron Man three that I liked. 
that's fair because like honestly after this one it they just all got like way too cgi like you know going back to what you said about yeah this was definitely like the last like good cgi marvel movie um because yeah after after this one like literally um every because before um i feel like before civil war because i feel that's when it like really started not like great like i could totally tell that tony was not in that suit um he actually used to, they used to have him like actually wear like the um like the shoulder the guards and you know, like other parts of the suit they would they would freaking he'd wear a motion capture suit so they could you know like add in the extra parts during post production but he was still wearing part of it to where it would make for you know easier movements they could track his head better all that stuff so it looked really really good um mm-hmm. but like when it came to like civil war like there's like when they're at the airport, whenever Tony moves his head, when his helmet's off, it looks so freaking bad. Yeah. So, so bad. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that like age of Ultron's the last good anim or CGI Marvel movie. I'd say I the last with, I with Iron Man it is at least to me. Oh, with Iron Man. Yes. Yeah. The last one I would say was probably Dr. Strange. That's fair. Okay, yeah, I can definitely. And that's just there. because Doctor Strange was just a freaking trip. Yes, <laughs> but in the best way possible. Yeah. Um. But yeah, loved loved his look, and I love how they just kind of like mirrored it over with the Hulkbuster. The Hulkbuster was the bomb. dot com. Like, I feel the Hulkbuster the way that like it's got some like silver going on. Uh, the the I don't know the way that the silver is placed. It reminds me a lot of the um his uh final suit in uh the first Avengers. Yeah, a little bit, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Iron Man. Uh, next we got Hawkeye, and so what we're looking at now is like the the trench coat. Um, suit and he had this throughout the entire movie. He right? did the only th- so not the entire movie. When it came to the final fight, he does take it off and then he goes back to having the like sleeveless uh, look they had in the first one, which that one works too. Like I, I love both, um, but I, I do appreciate that they uh, even tried more to go with a comic accurate, um, like comic accurate, but also like keeping it like you know like. Um, What's the word like not black ops, but like like stealth um, suit for Hawkeye. Um, yeah. I, I think my only real complaint with his suit is I wish that they would have gone with a like a, a richer purple. And not that it's like reddish purple. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely agree with you there. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, no real complaints. <laughs> yeah. And dude, I freaking loved his uh, quiver in this one. His quiver was sick. All right. I find it funny that his quiver changes throughout every single movie. <laughs> it's always a different one. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, overall, I really dug his his suit. I'm also sorry. Um, can I say one more thing about Hawkeye? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of sad that... Um, because after this movie, his bow switches back to how it was in the first Avengers. I'm I'm honestly disappointed that they um, never came back to this bow. 
because I love this bow that he holds, like how it has like the circle around his uh, where he holds it in his hand. I feel like the the positioning of his hand just looks a lot more comfortable. Um, so like I'm, I've always been curious why they switched back um, after Age of Ultron, because. Like, yeah, just I, I love the design of this bow, and I, I wish that they would have uh, kept it going. Yeah. Um, definitely with you on that one. All right, next up, we got the twins, Wanda and Pietro. <sighs> Wanda, I think they did. They adapted the best that they could there. Fair. Um, hers is like she's in a black dress. She's in like knee high boots and a red leather jacket. Like it's the best that they could do. Um, I don't think that we got enough of her suit at the end of this movie, uh, which I'm not counting because it was in there for just like a short little blip. But this, this was was okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Quicksilver's, like his was pretty plain. Um, but the shirt was cool. The shirt was really cool. I, I, yeah, I can very. Uh, it felt like maybe he took it from like Captain America. In terms yeah, of like his, I'm I'm I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Yeah. But I think it worked. It it looks great for yeah. for his character. Just kind of like I don't know. Like it, it it just looks like a shirt. Like I don't know how to explain this. It just looks like a shirt you'd wear if you had super speed. <laughs> no, it does. No, dead serious. Like I I couldn't tell you why. <laughs> it's just like if someone came to me wearing a shirt that was like similar to this and they're like, hey, what superpower do I have? I'd like my first instinct would be like super speed. Duh. Yeah, <laughs> Isn't it obvious? Yeah. All right. And then last up, we got the design for Ultron oh, and freaking loved it. Yeah. Phenomenal. He looks Absolutely so cool. Phenomenal. Like, say what you will about, I mean, we've already said uh, the, some of the CGI on Ultron, but the design overall was flawless. It was fantastic. Not only in this form, but his vibranium form. Both looked fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah. Like, zero complaints. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, that was the last one. So, real big fan of his of his overall look here. Um... So, yeah, the reason I think I, I think this is why we gave it an, a nine out of ten or an eight out of ten. Sorry. Um, I think I dislike the suits more than you did. And I think you ended up giving it a nine and I ended up giving it a seven. Yeah, I think you're right. So yeah, now that yeah, we're talking sense. about it and the, like my, my feelings are like because our feelings about this movie have really changed much. No, they haven't. Like, if at all. And so, yeah. yeah, I think that's I think that's exactly what happened, because you're a big fan of these suits. I'm not. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I I was down at like a seven. And so, yeah, oh. so every averaging out to the middle, being at it. And I want to sorry. Um, I don't I mean, I don't know if you liked it, but freaking um, the costume for Black Widow, like with her two um, batons and like how when she would spread them out, her like 
freaking suit would like light up blue and so with the, i love that I, shit did I you not hated that really oh i freaking <laughs> love that shit okay yeah that, this this explains even more why it's an eight yeah yeah i totally gave this a nine totally remembering this i loved that shit yeah i i couldn't stand it i thought oh. it looked like freaking <laughs> <laughs> did not did not care oh, for it whatsoever hilarious. oh my god <laughs> i love this so much this is fantastic dude i remember seeing like the the little clips or the, the trailers before this movie came out and bitching about how she looked oh, in that i was just like what the did they do to her suit like she's oh. a undercover spy like why would she have a glowing suit like, uh, so dumb. <laughs> I I loved her suit in Black Widow though. Like once they finally went accurate with it, I've oh, oh yeah, nuts for that suit. Absolutely agree. Yeah. So yeah, now I understand why we gave this an eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, and then last up, we had our own personal score. Um, we did discuss this a little bit earlier. Um, I did not like this movie as much as Rose did. So you ended up giving this in 89 or that's yeah. where you were. That's where you said you were sitting at net right now. Right? Yeah. 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 And I said, I'm sitting at an 81. <laughs> so yeah combining them all combining those two together averaging it averaging it out yeah 85 definitely yeah i mean it's it's still like it's a it's an entertaining movie it is i this is one that's really fun for at least for me to like just sit and like reflect on i like thinking about how i can improve it or how i would improve it or would have would have improved it because i can't go back and improve it hmm. but i it, it's one of those movies that's fun to watch and then just like reflect on yeah like i think Definitely that's where that. most of my enjoyment comes out of just like oh what i would have done different yeah that no that that's completely fair um i feel my biggest i mean what like it definitely I, I feel that I wish that we would have gotten a little better of a sequel when it came to the first Avengers because I love that movie so much. And unfortunately, I, I feel that I don't I do not love the sequel as much. But for what we get here with, you know, the team building and especially, you know, not trying to be I am going to be biased, the freaking character arc that we get or character development we get for Hawkeye is just so great. And it, oh, I feel for me, it outshines some of the problems that I have. Uh, with this movie, so that's that's why I stand with an eighty nine personally. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we ended up averaging out to an eighty five. Yeah. Uh, which brings our final All Bros letter grade for Avengers: Age of Ultron to a B. I guess there's no point for a drum roll. We've talked about the score before. <laughs> um. But yeah, we're sitting at a B with uh with age of ultron not and i think it's still super deserving of that like i this is probably the one movie that 
I am like 100% okay with where it's sitting. Fair. No, no, I can absolutely agree. Yeah, so, I mean, comparing this to the other movies that we've reviewed, this is sitting below Prey. Uh, It's below Spider-Man 3. Okay. It is below Christopher Robin. Fair. Uh, It's below The Matrix Resurrections. And it's below Megan. And then going the opposite direction, it's sitting above Blue Beetle. Uh, It's above Solo. A Star Wars story. It's above A Christmas Story Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. It's above Free Guy. And then it is above Thor Ragnarok. I am perfectly okay with that. Same here. (laughs) (laughs) I am very Uh, much okay with that. (laughs) uh, All right. Well, um, Unless you got anything else you want to say about Age of Ultron. That I do not. All right. Well, uh, if you like what you heard and you want to hear more from us, uh, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are, we're everywhere, basically. Um, you know, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all that fun jazz. Um, if you uh, prefer to catch uh, our episodes on YouTube, if that's your preferred listening platform, you can also find us on there. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media where you can answer our questions of the week, um, recommend uh, movies that you want us to do us. Wow. Recommend movies you want us to do mini breakdowns of or mini recommendations of. Um, that's where you can definitely do those. Um, we are at Facebook, um, facebook.com forward slash the all bros, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok um, at the all bros. Or if you prefer to email us, you can do so at uh, the all bros channel at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out our website, tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros, or you can also check out our merch store, uh, tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the all bros channel. Um, yeah. Um, since we're recording this episode in advance, Caleb, I straight up already forgot the movie that comes after this one. Uh, the one that comes after this is going to be, because I forgot it too, uh, be Chicken Run. Okay. Well, so after, so uh, next week you can look forward to Chicken Run, um, which I still feel... Uh, Never mind. I'm not going to say anything. You'll 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 get our thoughts then. Um, but until until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan, and I'm Caleb, and we will catch you guys next week. Show along. <coughs> I don't know. Jeez, you all right? Yeah, I'm okay. All right. Deuces.